Welcome to the Old Chick Snowship Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Arthurton. This podcast is dedicated to helping midlife women step into the inherent power and wisdom of a time of life when they often feel overlooked and underrepresented and even begin to doubt themselves. Each week, we will cover information and inspirational topics along with real stories from real women who are defying cultural stereotypes and perceptions of midlife. Women who are reinventing themselves, starting businesses, chasing their dreams, and tackling challenges they never thought possible. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Old Chick Snowship Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Arthurton. Today, we are talking about a really, really juicy topic that is near and dear to my heart. Actually, I say that a lot in my introduction, and that's because I get super excited about all the topics that we're talking about. But today, we're talking specifically about creativity and seeing ourselves and unleashing ourselves as creative beings. So, you know, often when we reach this time of our lives, we've been conditioned into not seeing ourselves as creative, right? Like I do, I'm an accountant, therefore I'm not creative. I'm a librarian. I'm not really creative. But the reality is that we are all creative and we're not often given the opportunity to really like embody and express that part of ourselves. This was definitely my journey. So today I have with me Tara Kinden, who is a lifelong creator who lives and breathes creativity. And her mission is really all about like helping us find and unleash that creative part of ourselves. Like, because this is where our gifts lie. Tara's career, I mean, she is a podcast host of the Lady Creators podcast. She is a product creator. She is an astrologer. She is a human design expert. She is also an author of an incredible book. And I read you this list of this laundry list of things that Tara has accomplished in her career because everything that Tara has done goes together so perfectly because unleashing creativity is about understanding ourselves better. So Tara, welcome. I am so excited to have this conversation with you today. I love you. I'm happy to be back. I was here once before with you and you've been on my podcast before and, you know, we've evolved and grown so much since even that two years ago that we were, you know, having the same experience. It's similar experience at a totally different time in our lives. It feels like a lifetime ago. And yes, all of the things that, you know, I sometimes go like, (laughs) somebody said to me, how many like jobs or, you know, things have you had? And I was like, I had 58 at one point. I wrote them all down and I was like, wow, that's a lot. But I was like, I'm the worst employee ever because I always want to do my own thing and I don't take direction very well. So that's something that I've like worked on. I also released an album. That was the one thing that's not on there. Right. See, (laughs) no, no end to your creative talents. So tell me a little bit about your own creative journey and kind of like how that started and how it has grown and expanded for you. Because I, you know, I've heard this story before, like we, like I said, you've been on my podcast, I've been on yours, but for our audience, I think, you know, the exploration of self that led to this kind of creative expression that you do so incredibly well, like the story is important. So kind of tell us a little bit about your creative journey. Oh my goodness. Okay. So I mean, I've been creative since I was a little kid. I actually used to cut up my grandmother approved this. She gave me her old like nighties, these long flowing sheer nighties. And I, I would cut them up and make night gloves out of them. My mom was like, what are you doing? And I was maybe like seven at the time. So I've always had this curiosity to create and creating with my hands has always been very important. Creating with my hands, sharing my voice, you know, and letting myself explore these different places has led to all kinds of different things. Some worked out great, some were a total disaster, and some tanked my finances. Like I went bankrupt trying to release my music. You know, that that was like part of my lifetime lesson was you can't do it all yourself and you do need some help sometimes. And, you know, sometimes it's just a bad alignment, bad timing, and that's planetary stuff, which I now know about. So now I align my work with, you know, really powerful times during the astrological cycles to help me create. So through the process and, you know, I've transformed and changed my identity. Like so many times I've pivoted my podcast so many times. And, you know, I think you can always feel a little bit, Ooh, are people going to be like, she is so flaky. She's all over the place. 
The beauty of being a manifester is I'm like, I'm here to initiate things. I'm here to get things going. I'm here to turn people on to things. And then like, I'm meant to move on. So part of my work is helping, you know, fire people up, inspiring them to move forward in something and then like going the next step going to the next place for myself. So I'm curious, you know, like along this creative journey, because again, for a lot of us, we've not been taught that the creative journey is one that we should follow, right? Like creatives are the people who are typically like broke or struggle, you know, and our parents were like, I don't want to see you struggle. So go get a real job. Like, did you ever get that messaging oh. along the way? And how did yeah. you have, so, how yes, did you not yes, end up on the, on yes. the back on the corporate oh track? Well, and I did. So, Okay. I was always told, you know, and they, they knew, like, I always marched to the beat of my own drum. My Venus is in Aquarius. She's like hell bent on doing things her way. So that's how I roll. And they were like, when are you going to get a real job? You know, like this is starting to get a little bit like you need to, you know, get a serious job. Like your sister who my sisters worked at the bank for like 20 years, you know, like she's got a great pension and all the things. And I'm like, oh, you know, but it's just part of my DNA is to, be an entrepreneur. So it never dawned on me that I would have a 20 year career somewhere because like that was a prison (laughs) to me. That was like, Oh, I can't even imagine. And so I always chose industries that would allow me to be my own boss. So I was like an entrepreneur in an organization. I got into real estate. That was, you know, my first six figure business was to real estate because I got to run my own jam until I realized I need to be on call 24 seven. And I was like, okay, that doesn't work for me anymore. So I moved on to like the next thing. And even as I would change these directions, I could see the tension for my parents were like, well, what are you going to do now? And I was like, well, I'm going to do, you know, whatever calls to me and speaks to me. And hopefully I'm not broken, destitute. And like, yes, there have been times where it was like really tough. And I was like, I guess I got to get a real job. And I would go and do that and it would be okay. But I was just, there was always a sense of dissatisfaction. Like I never felt like I was achieving anything. It just Mm -hmm. felt so sad. You know, having a job felt like, I had to do what somebody else wanted me to do all the time. And it just didn't feel free. And my my whole goal in life is to feel free. Like I don't chase money. You know, I, it's one thing I realized, like some people will chase these 10,000, $100,000 months or whatever is the number. And I was like, you know, I really only want the money so I can do whatever the hell I want to do during the day. Like the money isn't what I desire. It's the freaking freedom. Yeah, I can totally relate to that. But I mean, the one thread through your story, you know, through all of your businesses and your creative pursuits, like I see is like following your passion. Like whatever you're doing, you're doing it. Then it comes from a place of passion. Like you said, it's not coming from a place of this is where oh, I can I'm like, I'm all right, in. Right. Exactly. And so oh, many I- of us, you know, there is this conversation that goes on about like, how do I find my passion and purpose? Right. Like, so how have you been able to kind of tap into that kind of passion, that inner knowing, that inner purpose? Yeah, I guess, you know, if I I get these twinges and they're like, mm, as a manifestor, it's like this internal nonverbal creative flow. And there's just something that happens within me that, you know, bubbles up an excitement. There's an excitement that bubbles up and it's like, ooh, that would be really fun. And then I sit with it for a hot second. I'm like, okay, well, why do I want to do this thing? You know, like I decided I was going to start taking a pottery class. Well, the reason I wanted to take the pottery class was that I was like, I'd moved to a remote Island in the middle of the Atlantic. And I was like desperate for a connection because people just weren't the same in, they weren't connecting in the same way I was used to. So I was like, how do I make friends? So I took a pottery class. Okay. And I love the pottery class so much that I was like, there's something to this pottery class. Well, yeah, now I make my own pottery mugs and all these things. So it almost, it saved me from like a depression and it helped me explore parts of my creativity using my hands again. That was just such a sense of satisfaction that came with it, that it wasn't so much about selling the product. Of course, and now it's like, I'm selling the product, but it's because I'm like a product of the product. Like I, it helped me so much 
that I know the simplest thing, like a tea and one of these mugs that just makes you feel like, (sighs) you know, can just change your life. And so that's why I chase things like this. Like I did music because when people would smile when they heard songs and they would cry and it would connect with them. And I was like, that makes me feel like alive. And, you know, I wanted to write the book because there was no stories about women who had overcome these huge challenges for Canadian women. So that's why I went and chased that. And then I had, you know, called in all this support for that project. Like there was so many things that I just, I saw like a need for, or it gave me an outlet that made me feel good. So it made somebody else feel good because there was such good energy put into it. So the work that you do now, so you are the founder of Lady Creators and your mission is all about, you know, helping people find and to nurture the creative within them. Like why this work? Like why are you passionate about this? I just feel like there are so many, you know, women especially, like I'm focusing in on lady creators because there, there's there's a lot of men who create, you know, they create work for creators, men who are creators. And I'm like, this is a $50 billion industry. It will be a $50 billion industry by the end of the year, the creator economy. And a creator can be a social influencer, an artist, a writer, a painter, a potter, you know, a maker of any sorts. It's basic a podcaster, somebody who brings their voice to the table, brings their art to the table. That That's a creator. Mm-hmm. It can be anything. Yeah. How you put your makeup on can be creative. How you make a dinner can be creative. Like creatives are everywhere and we're all creators. It's just about seeing yourself in this way. So lady creators is to kind of like show, put the mirror up and be like, listen, if you see this for yourself, it's yours. You have to go for it. And I want to unleash that inner fire, you know, that creative fire and reattach the limbs you had to cut off to fit in the box of being in certain industries, you know, or your parents box, which was like, you can't do that or you'll be broken, destitute, and you'll never make it. Who are you to create? Whatever the limiting beliefs that we were told that kept us small. And to be small, we had to cut parts of ourselves off. Yeah. You know, and I wanted to have this conversation with you because there is a cultural stigma against creatives, right? And so for me and the women growing up in our, it's changing. Yes. But for me and the women, you know, the midlife women who grew up in that culture, like your parents were, don't be an artist because artists are starving, you know, they're going to struggle, right? So get yourself a good job. And I know like in my own experience, like I did that, like I got a good job, I worked my way up the corporate ladder, you know, I reached the pinnacle of my career and I still had this like niggling dissatisfaction, like this longing for something like, and what I recognized was that it was actually part of me that wanted to be expressed, a part of me that hadn't found the expression. And I talk about this a lot in that, you know, the dreams and desires that we have for our lives are parts of us that have been hidden or stuffed away looking to be expressed. And so many women come into my community and finding their an artistic expression that they've never, ever well, I know, and we're all creators, but like specifically artistic creation that they've never actually explored. Like I've always wanted to paint. And now, you know, this is the time of their lives where they're like honoring that and allowing themselves to paint, like whether it's a business or a hobby or whatever. But unleashing creativity, especially at this time of our lives, is so critically important in getting to know ourselves and what's true and important for us. Right? Yeah. I think, you know, we all have these underdeveloped creativity pieces to us is underdeveloped, you know, talents, gifts, skills, all of whatever you want to call it. But there is these, this really big pull and call at a time in your life. Like whenever you get the call, if you ignore it, it's going to keep calling you and it will implode your life if you don't listen. You know, like there will be elements that implode later on because you were like, nope, it's not the right time. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to call on you in 20 years. And if you don't answer the call, then I'm going to blow everything yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you just literally shared my my story. I mean, it was literally like everybody's. Right. Mine right. too. <laughs> it's everybody's story. Exactly. You know? So it's like this little niggling thing. And then you ignore it, you ignore it, you ignore it until finally it's like, oh no, sister, 
yeah, this is happening. And so we're going to strip away everything that's keeping you from doing this thing. Like you said, it's not an uncommon story. People who get, you know, they put off and put off and put off until like you said before, you know, and this is another conversation, but like till the kids leave the nest, till the husband retires, till I'm skinny and fabulous and everyone will love me. Like that's not how this works. Like you're better to throw spaghetti at the wall when you're ugly and no one knows you because that way, when you've refined your skills and your talents, when you go viral or things really take off, you like, you know who you are. But if it takes off too early and you don't know who you are, that's when the wheels come off the bus. So this is like, practice it, you put the attention into it, you know, develop that underdeveloped part of yourself and let it have some life, let it have somewhere to go. Because if, if you don't, it's like you've chopped off a part of the most important piece of who you yeah. are. It's what makes you unique. Everyone's looking to be authentic and looking to be unique. Well, if you never explore the parts that make you who you are, the creative parts that may make no sense whatsoever. And everything that makes no sense is what you should chase because that's the thing that might bring you to the next thing. It's not like, yes, you go and create. You're like, oh, I want to try to paint. And you're like, but what's the point of that? Well, the point of that is maybe it brings you into connection mm-hmm. With that voice that we talked about, you know, that says it whispers to you while you paint. Okay. And maybe now you're going to start a podcast or maybe now you're going to make a call and collaborate with this person. And it's like, as you paint, it distracts you from the chaos that could be your life. You know, like that may be the one place where you can just go all in on you and like there's no one. Yeah. Trying to get your attention. It's just you, your art whatever that is, you know, it's like when you make a meal, you know, like, have you ever been, or when you're driving, you're driving somewhere and all of a sudden you're like, how the hell did I get here? You just had this whole creative moment that you were like almost removed from earth. And they're like, whoa, like, how did I get here? Where, where was I? That's what creation can do Yeah, that's so true. Because sometimes, you know, like if I am uh, like writing something and I'm stuck, like it's just not flowing. Sometimes I'll be like, let me go make dinner. And then I'll just be like mindlessly chopping. And then all of a sudden, like everything will flow in and it will make sense. And then I have to like stop and like, in you know, in 10 minutes, what I just struggled with for two hours in 10 minutes, I can literally, yes. I can, you know. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm like, go to the shower. I'm always like, if people get stuck, like you're, you're trying to work on a presentation or you're trying to make something happen or you're trying to record a video and you're fumbling all over your words and things are like a disaster. I'm like, go have a shower, go for a walk. You got to move the issues out of your tissues. And the only way to do that is to distract yourself with some kind of a creative outlet. Yeah, that is so true. And I know, you know, like, so this whole concept of being a creator, like I struggled with this in such a big way, like seeing myself as a creator, even though, because I was in corporate, right? And again, it's like, you do not want to be called creative because, right? Like doesn't fit the corporate mold. But even though a big part of my corporate career was building and creating things, right? Like new strategies, new products, new services, like that part of stuff. But I still never saw myself as a creator until, you know, like starting the podcast, I started writing, I started doing this. And even then I still struggled with the concept of creator because it had that halo. And what I've realized is, is that being creative and like honoring myself as a creative is such a huge part of who I am. And it was a part of myself that I kind of lopped off to stuff it into the box, right? Of my corporate life. And and the phantom pain came back and was like, okay, right. I can't cut I felt this off anymore. Right. Like, and I'm just yeah. like trying to mm-hmm. ignore this part of me that was so, it was like chirping at me. It kept like, it was like this voice yeah. that would come up and say, is this it? Is this really it? Is this what you wanted? Is this like all there is? Right. Because I was kind of chopping off. So I got to experience it a little bit, but it was like creator within the confines of a box as opposed to creation. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Look, when you wear a creator hat, right? Like when you put on that creator cap or you're like, I am a creator. People get this idea. Well, you, if you're a writer, you've got to be drunk and you've got to be (laughs) promiscuous, like to create beautiful writing. Or, you know, like there's this weirdo and Hollywood has messed us right up around this. You know, that like 
all the big creative musicians died at 27. There's like a 27 club because they all like left the earth early. You can still create without needing to go to the depths, you know, the the deep end. Like this is where, you know, I think if you give yourself the time and space to explore what turns you on, you know, in the way of your, it's like you're, we all have these deep, dark desires. Okay. And it's unexpressed. And I don't like you use this however you want, but like underexpressed desire creates weird things like obsession to drinking, obsession yeah. to pornography, obsession with whatever. If you can tune into your creativity in a healthy way and not look at it like this dirty little secret that you're a creator, that like I'm a creator and that's that. You know, if we can own creator title in a different way, it's not a dirty little secret where it's like, I think the programming of the generation is that, and by generation, I mean like, the, you know, Gen yeah. X and Gen whatever. One of the Gen. But like the millennials do whatever the hell they want. That's a whole different thing. But, you know, like we were kind of like really confined. It has to look like this. You have to be proper. Children are are seen, not heard. And you're not a creator because if you're a creator, you are one of those people who has all okay, these let, issues. Let me give you the you perfect know? example. Let I'm me back. give you the perfect I'm example back. of that. Right. So I've had, yeah. you know, for, for those of you listening, you've heard me say this before. You know, I've had like an almost 30 year corporate career. And when I started the podcast and when I started Old Chicks No Shit, I did not put it in on my LinkedIn LinkedIn page for like two plus years. Yes, that's where your parents might see it. I didn't want anybody who like most of my LinkedIn is all my corporate contacts. Like I didn't want people to think yeah. that I had like I yep. had gone crazy and lost my mind. Like what is she doing over there, right? And then I realized one day I'm like, okay, this is ridiculous. Why am I? But this was for me like this for, is an illustration of like that stigma against identifying as a creative and that it might take away from my abilities in corporate when in fact, it actually probably enhances them. Oh my God. This is like the best sales content ever for me. Like, have you prevented yourself from putting creator on your LinkedIn (laughs) bio? You're my person. Like, honestly, I mean, this is is gold. What what else you got for me? Like, this is great, but it's true. I mean, we lob off parts of who we are to be seen as something we feel like we need to be seen as, and then we wonder why we don't, people don't think we're authentic. Well, we're not, we're not like, we're not because we're afraid that if we show who we really are and it's not even that out there. Okay. It's not even that out there that like, but because we've been so trained to be a certain way. And if you're just outside that line, you're fringy. Like you're one of those people. And so no one wants to be that. Everyone wants to fit in, be liked, you know, and be cool. Like, you know, I mean, creator cool is a, is a whole other thing, but now you're getting this surge of people talking about creators and like all these men are like training creators and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, yeah, but we're the original, like we're the OG creators here just to say, you know. Yeah. And I think your point about all of us are creators, but in our own unique way. I mean, even if you've never picked up a paintbrush or a pen or written anything, like you have created things in your lives, right? Like you've created, well, A, let's go to the most obvious one. You created children if you have children, right? Like you may have, you know, made birthday cakes. You may have, like, there's so many instances of creation. It's so simple. Like if you think about it, the way you decorate your home, the way you set up your desk, the way you light your candles, the way you, you know, you set up your crystals, the way you, and I'm just looking at my desk. I'm like, these are all the things that are on my desk right now. But I'm just saying like the way you do dinner, the way you set your table, the way you invite people into your life and into your home, that's creative. And if you start to pay attention to the way that you move within your space, are you decorating for somebody Mm. else? Do you host a dinner in a certain way to keep your husband happy or your partner happy? Like, you know, or whatever, you know, are you only a certain way with certain people? Like that is a quick, clear indicator. You're not letting your true, authentic creator self free because letting her free might freak people out. Well, Look, just get to it, girl. Free people out and get it over with so that you can start living your life. Yeah. I want to dive into how you help people honor 
their inner creative because that's really important. But mm-hmm. first, I just want to make a point, an observation about your life, about something that I always talk about on this podcast. And that is everything that you have uh, experienced, like all the experience that you have in your life has led you to exactly where you are today, like has prepared you for exactly what's next. And so, you know, you start out as a, you know, a glove designer or, you know, whatever it is like to, you know, a musician (laughs) to, you know, your pottery endeavors to human design and astrology. Right. And you kind of go, wow, like maybe that's out in left field. It's like a thousand things in between there, but But it's perfect, but it is the perfect uh, journey because, and I believe this with my whole, whole heart and tell me if you think I'm right or wrong. One of the ways that we honor our inner creative is to get to understand ourselves better, which is where the astrology and human design come in. Right. And especially, you know, as we enter this midlife chapter, right? Like everything in our lives is shifting, right? Like, you know, our kids are leaving home, our relationships are changing, you know, our like relationship with ourselves is changing. Nothing is the same. same, Right. And it can lead us all to believe that like we're losing it. Like we're losing control. We're losing our minds. Like, you know, what is it they say? The horse has left the barn. Right. But it's actually all like perfectly orchestrated to bring us to this place where we can honor all of the parts of who we are. And it's funny, like you say, like your kids are leaving the home and like, here's me. I had a kid at 40. Like, you know what I mean? Like I never have done anything the way it should have been done. That's just not how I roll, obviously. And that came with its own challenges. And the one thing I never identified as was a creator. (laughs) I know it sounds ridiculous, but like, I never was like, yes, I'm a creative person. I was like, I'm this, I'm this, I'm a business owner, you know, I'm an entrepreneur, but I was never like, yeah, I'm a creative person because there was a weird stigma to it that I never really said that until like lady creators was birthed from, I was like, I'm looking around and you know, like I've done Marie Forleo's B school. I've done all these things. And it was like, who's your ICA? Because they're basically you. And I was like, well, I want to work with creative women and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh my God, how come I haven't ever owned this title as creator when this is like my jam? And I'm at this stage in my life where, you know, I went through my Uranus opposition and a Uranus opposition is where you kind of feel like you're having a heart attack and you, your whole electrical system feels like it's short circuiting and you have this like pre midlife crisis. And I had that on a remote island in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean with no support because we moved here from my husband's job, you know? And I was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do with myself? And I had a five-year-old, like a four-year-old at the time. And I was like, my world is like, you know, imploding here because I couldn't do the things I was used to being able to do. I couldn't get the energetic support that I needed. You know, all these things started happening and I was like, I'm having a heart attack. I literally trotted myself off to the hospital and I was like, you need a check. I'm dying. Something is wrong. And they're like, no, your EKG is fine. You're fine. Maybe you're having anxiety attack. Maybe you have a, what did he say? <laughs> Maybe you had Fogo Island disease. I was like, is that a thing? Like, what is that? And I, anyways, it was like, and prescribed some kind of like anti-anxiety medication. I was like, I'm not like, this is not what I need. I need to figure out, like, I need to go create. And so anyways, through that, I started paying attention like to my child and getting into that creative piece and letting myself explore that and it helped shift the energy and open me up to the different things. Like then I got into the pottery piece, which saved me from, you know, a depression. And as I created that, it helped to flow, let things flow. And to get to your point, you know, when we talk about that Kundalini rising and that energy rising up within us. It starts at your Uranus opposition. And by the time, so that's in your early 40s, 42, 40, what I'm like, 40, I was 45. Yeah, that's about when it all started for me yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, like, right. And that's when it happens. So they say, you know, before when you're 40, you have your 40th birthday, like, go and get yourself checked out, get a full on medical so you know you're cool. Like, then you go through this thing and you're like, I'm cool. I know this is just like weird energy rolling through it. You're, electrical system, your energetic like attunement system gets an upgrade. 
If you look at it that way, it changes yeah. your whole view on the on the thing in the process. Well, it does explain like why then, for so many of us we start questioning our lives like somewhere in our forties. We're like, uh, is this it? Like, like you're missing your, your anxiety. You got anxiety. You're having anxiety attacks, panic attacks. You're freaking out about things that you never freaked out about before. You're like, my hair is falling out. Like, what is happening? And it's that pre-menopausal yeah. state yeah. that is just like it's preparing you for your power. It's a power preparation. And I've heard you talk about Chiron return, which I'm not an astrologist and I don't fully understand it. But when you explained it to me one time, I was like, oh, wow, this makes a whole lot of sense. Can you share like what that is and what's happening astrologically (laughs) that like leads us to this place? And Chiron is the wounded healer. He's the sacred healer of the your chart. And when we look at like, we look to see, okay, well, where is he in your chart? Because that's exactly how you'll experience it. So like, for example, mine is an Aries. So of course, I'm going to heal my issue with being seen, my identity, you know, like, and I vote people like, but you don't, you're confident, you don't have an issue being seen, but I shake in my boots like a chihuahua every time I release something, you know, like I have a little, like, you know, and I put it out anyways, but that healer is there to show us something and and energetically how this shows up is there's this kundalini rising and it's a bubbling up of like that power it starts at your uranus opposition in the root which is like basically your your vagina and then it like fires up so like the center of creation is like our lady flower and you know how do we channel that energy well for one, you need to move your body some way, shape, or form, whether that's through relations or your own way of releasing that power. Like the power needs to move. So letting yourself explore what that feels like for you. It could be through dance. It could be through yoga. It could be through whatever. But it starts the process of letting it flow up and it goes up to the chakra. So it will move up to the root, through your sacral. Well, I mean, not to get too human design here, but to get a little bit is that when you understand how you make decisions, what your authority is, it'll help you better understand how to continue to move that energy up. So for you, are you emotionally defined? Okay. So it's it's flowing up from the root. It goes to the sacral, you know, then it moves up to the, to your um, will center or your, your solar plexus center. Where's your personal power. And this is where we store all of our emotional stuff. So usually for women, where that kundalini gets a little stuck is in our powerhouse, which is our solar plexus, in our hearts, because we built up some walls, in our throat, we're afraid to speak our truth. And so those blockages, the kundalini rise, don't care where you have a blockage, it's just going to be like hammer right through it. And it's going to be either, you know, a pleasant experience and awaken you in a way that you're like, oh. Or it's going to be like, oh my God, like what is happening? Yeah. For most of us, it's the, oh my God, what is happening? You know? Like this explains a lot about like, you know, why we all go through this. And I think it's universal. And I think anybody who says this isn't happening is in denial because we are meant to be shifting and growing and changing. Like as we enter this new chapter of our lives, like we are never intended to be the same person from the beginning to the end of our lives. You're, You're getting such an, it's an energetic connective, like it's a more spiritual. So when you hit your Chiron return, it's not about the energetic upgrade anymore. It's about the spiritual upgrade. It's about cracking you open to being more receptive. So if you were never in your divine feminine energy before, which is basically receiving love, receiving support, like if you've been giving, 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 and you don't know the first thing about receiving, you're going to get hit in the heart and it's going to hurt. But when it hits you, it cracks off all of the armor that you've been able to duct tape and, uh, you know, crazy glue together over this period. But all of a sudden it just goes and like the pieces splinter all over the place, all the crap you don't need so that you can be like, I'm done with this shit. You know, pardon my French. I don't know unless we're on this podcast. Okay. But like, I'm, I'm now open and receptive. So like, okay, bring it on. Show me who I am. Amen. Like it's your come to Jesus moment where you're just like, oh, okay, 
Well, Tell me now. This, I mean, why this is so beautiful is that, you know, anybody listening to this podcast has heard me say, like, this is the chapter of our lives where we are meant to like explore what's true and important for us. Like we spent our whole lives doing for our careers, doing for our kids and our families yeah. and our parents and all the things. And like now all of a sudden it's like a shift in focus to, you know, what I've done for everybody else to what's true and important for me. And for so yeah. many of us, we've become completely disconnected with what's true and important for us because we've been so busy doing for everybody else. And so all of these things that are happening, like what you just talked about astrologically, right, are like little things to like wake us up to that there is another truth, right? Like that are yeah. who, who am, am I and what do I yes. want? Like who am I and what do I want? And this is like, even today I was having this conversation with these girls in my celestial box. Like it's, if you're like, I like to think of it this way. If you don't have a vision, if you don't know where you're going, think of yourself as like a ship in the middle of the ocean without a map, without GPS, without a rudder. I mean, you're at the mercy of everyone and everything around you and you are going to be moved no matter what, but it's not going to be of your choosing. When, when you set the direction, you set sail, you know where you're going so you can move towards it. But if you don't have that vision, like without a vision, who am I? Where am I going? Yeah. What am I doing? Then you'll be at the mercy of like, okay, well, sorry, can you do this for me? Oh, oh sure. Yeah, of course. Uh, and yeah. I need you to pick up. Uh, oh, oh, sure. Of course. And next thing you know, like, what, what am I doing today? Like your day just got shot. And we're just using a day as an example, but because you didn't set up the boundaries. You're not like, this is my vision. But in order to go for this yeah. vision, I need to do yeah. this for myself. Yeah. That is so true. And again, because we've been taught to see our value in what we do for others, it's so easy for us to get pulled off center, like get pulled away from what's important to us to do things for other people, because like, that's where we've been taught our value lies. And so, you know, and I love that you just mentioned vision because I am a huge proponent of vision and visualization. And like, I always use the example, it's like trying to go to reach a destination without a GPS, right? Like you don't know where it is. So you could set out yeah. and you can go left, right? And then you can turn right. And eventually you'll go left and right. And you'll be so frustrated because you have no idea where you are that you will quit, right? If you have a vision of what it is that you want, and this is where I helps you know, so many women come into my world completely stuck about what they want. If you have that vision in front of you, it will pull you forward, right? Like it'll give you the mm. steps. It will give you the steps that you need yeah. to get there, but you can't ever find it if you don't know what it is that you want. And oh my God, I lay in bed for three months during the middle of my midlife crisis, right? Going, who am I? And what do I want? Who am I? And what do I want? Mm -hmm. Like that was the question that was going over and over and over in my mind. You know, like the beautiful thing about learning your energetic signature is that it gives you like, you don't need to ask for permission. It's almost like it gives you permission. So when you understand more about your astrology, you see like, oh, this is how people see me. This is where I'm meant to grow. And this is like how I emotionally nurture and take care of myself. And this is how I calibrate. Like, every planet speaks to something. And then you throw in the, the, the human design on top of that. And that says, okay, like this is how the energy wants to flow through your body and help you really connect to the pieces that are you for creation and what you want to really do in this lifetime and how you're going to give yourself the permission to finally go after the things. Thing. And what I love about in a way that's aligned, right? In like, a way that's aligned. And you know? this is why I love the work that you do with human design, because understanding how I operate and anybody who is not familiar with human design, go research it. Cause it's like, it's like part astrological, like part change. energetic part. I don't even know how to describe it. <laughs> it's five elements. So it's like, it includes the Hindu chakra system. It includes the I Ching. It includes astrology. It's quantum physics. Like it's a beautiful sort of hybrid of these things to create its own system. But astrology is so much at the forefront mm. of, of the work and how it shows up foundationally in you that you can't have one with. I'm like, it's like married with children. You can't have one without the other, the show, oh. not in real life. <laughs> like you can do whatever you want in real life, but the show, you remember yeah. that show? Yeah. But like the, so the beautiful thing about something. human design is. It helped me understand how I operate and how yeah. and gave me permission to really like lean into those parts of myself that I had been denying for so long. Right. And when I 
first kind of got exposed to human design, it was like, oh, that's why I felt this way. That's why I had this longing. That's why, right? And all of a sudden it was just like, oh, it's just the way that I'm built. And it was having that deep understanding of myself. And I mean, it's so it's been human design, it's been astrology, it's been mindset work, it's been, you know, spiritual development journey, all of these things that have literally come together to help me understand myself better. That just given me full permission to lean into that part of me that needs to be creative. Like I need it. I will wither and die without it. <laughs> yeah. It's so lovely to know that there is a tool other than like a strength finder that's going to be like, no, it's not just about like your strengths. This is a legit roadmap to you. You know, it's yours. It's what makes you unique. It's what makes you like authentic mm-hmm. with you. And like your blueprint won't be duplicated for 25,000 years. My friend, you'll be long gone by then. So if you don't live out the fullest expression of this chart, while you're here, it dies with right. you. Right. That's almost like if that doesn't motivate you to go be you, I don't know what else would really other than to live like you are dying. Yeah. You know, like it's that kind of analogy. Yeah. So how do you help people? I mean, we've kind of touched on it a bit, but like how, what is the process by which you help people kind of find and really like lean into that creative expression? So, you know, there's a, there's a couple of paths. It's like, because people meet me at different times in their, like at the, in their journey, right? So if like you're new, new, brand new, brand new, brand new, it's like dive into learning more. You know, I'll show you who you are in your energetic signature and how to start integrating mm-hmm. that because that will give you permission to go and do all the other things. When you come into sort of like the lady creator side of things is there where you recognize, you know, I am ready to start creating and to building my legacy, however that works, whether that's just in your home and how you're going to host your next dinner party or or how you're going to design or lay out your furniture, you know, there is still an element that needs to speak to you in that space for you to feel safe, secure, and grounded. So Lady Creator Community is like, it's literally about you stepping into your power and harnessing your creativity. Okay, well, now how do I brand me ink? Like, how do I do this kind of thing? And, and that's what the Lady Creator side of things is more for somebody who really is ready to own mm. and unleash and unlock the power of their creator self. Where like, if you're just, I need to start somewhere and I need to learn about my energetic signature, I'm, I'm here for you. I got your back. Like, however, you know, you feel called to learn about yourself, mm-hmm. you know, ultimately it is about creativity and helping you find ways to calibrate that energy. So like one of the things through the energetic signature portion is the Venus code. So it's like, when I work with someone who's really stuck and they're they're looking around their room and they're like, God, I hate everything I see. I hate my partner. I hate my house. I hate my life. I hate my things. It's that, okay, well, first of all, like, what are you thinking about? We start with the thoughts. Like, what are you thinking about? Because whatever you're thinking about creates a feeling, mm. no matter yeah. what it yeah. is, okay? So that feeling that's being created, the feeling then creates a frequency, The frequency is emitted from the heart and that frequency that goes out is only like attracting towards you. It's a super magnet. So like you think about this, how it shows up in a household. Okay. Well, mom comes home and mom is PO'd from her day. Something happened. You feel her vibes before she even gets in the house. You just know, Ooh, something didn't go well today. So everything now, like it's like poop rolls downhill It's literally how the rest of the evening goes. Well, if she comes in happy and excited, everybody else can calibrate towards that frequency. So that's your thought, feeling, frequency, then creates a calibration, okay? Now, that calibration is what brings you experiences and people towards you, which then creates the manifestation. So people are thinking like, how do I manifest? Well, first, 
What are you thinking about? Because whatever you're thinking about is creating the feeling that's creating the frequency, which is creating the calibration and creating your experience. Yeah. I mean, I heard the term the other day about people meet your energy first, right? Like before you've said a word, you walk into a room, you have an energy. Like you might not realize it, but how- Instagram profile has an energy. It's a vibe. When we talk about vibe, that's your vibe. You're, you know, like they hear your voice they get an energy. Like it's, if energy is everything and everything is energy, folks, we need to start fixing up our fucked up frequencies. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is so good because, you know, like I said at the top of the show, I think allowing full expression of who we are and honoring that creative part of ourselves is really about this is how we create our kick-ass next chapter. If people are stuck and they're like, you know, I know I want something more, but I'm not sure exactly what it is. The first thing that we need to do is begin exploring ourselves to figure that out, like to go inwards, right? And going, who am I? What do I want? What do I want? Once you know that and be able to find that, like uh, unleashing that creative expression is like, a freedom, right? It's like finding that passion and that purpose. Like it gives you the thing that you are seeking is inside you. It's just a question of like, what door do you have to open? You know, it could be through. And it's seeking you, you know, what you seek seeks you. But remember, if you're putting off this frequency of, cause I'm thinking like, let's say, okay, I'm a creator. I say this, I'm a creator. And then all of a sudden I'm like, but who are you to be creating? That's what I'm thinking. Well, the feeling just dropped out. Like, let's say I'm, I'm really excited about the thing. I'm like, woo, and now I'm feeling excited. And then I start to think about, the, oh, well, you know, I'm going to be broke. Just, da, 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 da. Well, then the feeling just dropped out. Well, as the feeling dropped out, so did my frequency. So now I'm calibrating more crappy experiences because I don't believe I'm worthy. Like it always spoils back down to self-worth and self-value. And that's your Venus. So when we look at your Venus, In your chart, we get to identify, okay, well, your Venus is in like Aquarius. So for example, mine is in Aquarius. It needs to feel different. It has to feel like it can connect with people over the airways. It needs time and space to march to its own beat. Like when you know what your Venus wants for you, it helps you step into that receptivity and that divine feminine frequency. Yeah. You know, oh, this is so good. So, you know, we could go on for I know, hours. Like, I don't seriously, know, like. we could talk for hours. So, if people are looking to find out more about the work that you do in terms of helping them find their creative expression, where can people find you? I mean, there's the podcast. So, I'm on, I'm on the gram. I got a podcast. I'm on the gram. So, if you go to just like Tara Kinden Co on Instagram, you'll find me. If you go to Lady Creators Podcast, that's where you'll find the podcast and just like enter into the sphere, you know, there. I have a YouTube channel with a bunch of like free videos and I've got a series in creation of Venus through the signs. So because we just talked about Venus and signs, maybe you want to, you know, pull your chart and then find your Venus and discover more about your own, you know, feminine frequency. Yeah. I mean, and if you're listening and anybody listening who is like, like I said, feeling stuck, knowing there has to be something else, I encourage you to start with human design. Like for me, that was the door that opened everything. And this is the beauty of the work that Tara does, right? Like, and having that, like a being a creator herself, so she gets it (laughs) and, you know, having that human design and astrology elements to it, right? Like being able to help you understand yourself and lead you forward right? Like, I don't know, it's helped me uncover so much of my gift. Yeah. If you're in this place where you're just like, I don't know who I am. I don't know what I want. Like start getting to know your energetic signature first, because it will give you a sense of like understanding, better understanding. So then you can be like, okay, now that I know this about myself, I'm going to stop smashing my head against this same wall because that is a waste of my time. You know, like, and I say too, like, honor the inner urge. Like, if you, if the nudge is to paint, right? And you're like, I've never painted in my life, it doesn't really matter. It's not about what you're producing. It's not about, right? It's not about what you're producing. It's about the act of painting. There is something in that for you. So, it's right. So, even if you start off with a coloring book, right? Or, and then graduate to like watercolors on, you know, a piece of paper, like whatever it is, just follow the nudge, Doodle. doodle. 
doodle on a phone call. Like if I'm on a phone call, doodle, let yourself, this is where when, if you have grandchildren or young kids, like just go play with them, go let them be the leader and go play and let yourself play. You know, we forget how fun, silly play can be throwing a football around, like, you know, little things like this, it can be so Oh, well, right. I can do know, this for 10 I've minutes. heard you say, and I think you might've just said it, that creativity requires space, right? And so creating that kind of open space by like going for a walk in the woods or like, you know, we were talking about chopping vegetables, right? Like now my mind is like free and that that's when like everything happens, things come to you. So when you're playing with your grandkids, like your mind is calm, right? So whatever you can do to kind of calm the, the what I call the monkey mind or the squirrel mind, right, that we all have with a million things on our to-do lists and, you know, so much stuff happening, like that's the space for creativity to enter the chat, right? We don't prioritize yeah. it. I mean, I, it, it's not a priority. So it's like you can prioritize binge watching a Netflix series, which might take 10 hours, but you won't take 10 yeah. minutes or 15 minutes to let yourself doodle or listen to music or whatever. You know, so it's like create not only creating the space for it, but carving out dedicated time to just be. Yes. To just be present, to just be with whatever comes up and let the urge, you know, to do whatever it is, like, come to you. And and sometimes it could be binge watching a Netflix series because it evokes emotion and then inspires you to do something with that emotion. But I will say, you know, the more time you can carve out and, and Fridays are Venus's day. You know, Fridays is the day of receptivity. So if you can even say okay, I'm going to take 15 minutes in my morning and like, I'm going to make my beautiful tea or coffee. And I'm just, I'm just going to sit here. Yeah. I'm going to listen to the birds and I'm just going to be yeah. so powerful. Maybe that's it. Once Yeah. Week. And honor what comes up, just honor what comes up. Oh, Tara, this has been a fabulous conversation. Like I said, we could keep going. <laughs> Thanks for having me. For those of you listening, if you like what you heard, I encourage you to go check out Tara's site and all of the things. We'll make sure all of that is in the show notes. And if you also like what you heard, please feel free to leave us a five-star review and even better pass this episode on to a friend or a relative or somebody you think who could get something out of it. So until next time. Thank you for listening to the Old Chicks No Shit podcast. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give is to share this podcast with a friend, subscribe, rate and review our podcast on iTunes or wherever it is that you listen in.